0: welcome to picks with the professor the podcast where a real statistics professor and the to his whole Han solo jake gives you sports betting tips i am professor sides you can follow me and find all my picks on twitter at professor sides today is tuesday february 1st 2022 and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets in case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. And that information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks get an A are the ones I love, picks get a B are the ones I like, and picks get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, yesterday, another good day. The model up over eight units. That's eight of the last nine days profitable. A sides went two and zero. Your exclusive pod content that we give at the end of the podcast went four and two yesterday. Pretty good day overall, Jake. Uh, what do you have for us?
1: Yeah, so I mean it was it was a fun day. Making money's always good, but
0: yeah, in that Baylor
1: game. Like we got we got some last minute news with Flagler not playing and a lot of this is health, but they're they're struggling to garden the three point arc with this Bama team coming in and beating them, and then West Virginia going to Baylor and winning. Uh I I think Sherman hit six or seven threes. Covering, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hit six six threes. I think. I mean, at some point, you just tackle the guy, right? You don't let him hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and uh, watching that game last night, it's interesting. You know, they they only had two scholarship guards, and it and it really showed. It'll be interesting to see going forward how you know, how they progress. And hopefully, you you hope every team is healthy come March, right? You want everyone to be at their full strength. Um, So obviously, we hope hope for that uh, for all teams. But in the meantime, they're an interesting team to watch because – with the the lack of depth at the guard position they they just looked out of sync defensively they didn't it's almost like they couldn't give their full effort so they weren't quite hustling very well uh they were playing you know like tentative with fouls and then they would take some really bad fouls it it was just not a good combo to have only those two guards and akinjo played pretty well but obviously his strength is a little more offensive than defensive um it it just it, it it was not pretty defensively, and if they can't get healthy, like you said, at the guard position, they, they, they look a little out of sync. So they've got a, a few days here to heal up, and so hopefully they can um, get that righted going forward. Obviously, the Big 12 is a gauntlet each and every night. Um, yeah. Everybody it, talks about chem-
1: chemistry like and refers to it as, from an offensive standpoint, but it's actually more important defensively, knowing yeah. wh- like, what to do on when the screens come or when the switch and who's going to do what. Is v- much more important on that end of the floor than it is offensively, and I think yep, that's where absolutely. Baylor's lacking. The guards they're playing aren't used to playing with each other.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and it definitely showed last night as they let West Virginia hang in the entire game and, and make it a, a you know a a, a, a nail biter, uh, which takes us to tonight's slate. We're going to start off with the. Uh, Davidson at St. Bonaventure game. That is a 6 p.m. central start. I'm starting this off hot here with an A pick. Davidson plus three. The model thinks they should actually be a slight favorite here um i the model is four and zero on a fades of the bonnies and they've actually underperformed the model. So i think that's an interesting nugget there that um when i've gone strong against st bonaventure it's worked really well but even then they're still not playing up to the level that the model thinks they should that's a nice little one-two punch right here i think davidson can go on the road and get the victory i love when you're getting three points there jake what is your take
1: yeah, this Davidson team—we've talked about them quite a bit here recently. They're—they're they're very, very good offensively. They're also three and zero as a road dog with two outright wins. And this—this this game, I really lean Davidson. Their offense is a lot better than the Saint Bonaventure. And Saint Bonaventure is so thin. They—they they run their starting five at least thirty minutes a game with two guys over averaging over thirty-eight minutes. And, like, all those guys average 10, at least 10 points a game because, you know, they're playing the entire game. Right. But everybody else is below five. Wow. So there's just no help for those guys. And, I, I mean, there was even an overtime game where three of them played 45 minutes. And that's wow, that's unsustainable. So against a, a good Davidson team, they're going to struggle because Davidson's deep, they hit, and any kind of foul trouble happens, all of a sudden – say Bonaventure can't figure out what to do because the guys aren't used to playing. So I'll lean Davidson, and I'm actually riding them on the money line too.
0: Yep, yep. I think it's a smart pick. And it's, it's a good point there, right? We always talk about, you know, there's no locks, there's no 100% games, there's no 90% games when you're talking about, you know, against the spread. But when you look at it, to me, it's one of those situations where I say there's a lot of things that have to go right for St. Bonaventure to not only win, but win by more than three. Um, it's not to say that they can't do it, but they have to have, like you said, they have to keep everybody out of foul trouble. They have to have a, such a game where Davidson doesn't uh, exploit their depth. It has, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of things have to go right. So uh, There's a lot to like here on Davidson doesn't mean it's a lock. It just means there's a lot of ways we can win that pick. Um, And so I like that one. Shifting from that one to another tight spread, Kansas at Iowa State. Kansas is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm again on the dog here. It's a B pick for me on Iowa State plus four-and-a-half because the model thinks that Kansas should only be a three-point favorite. Six-and-one this year on A or B picks of Iowa State. I think the number still hasn't quite caught up to them. It's getting close, but it's not quite – there yet. I think this is a, a situation where the Cyclones still not getting the respect that they deserve at home. And I like getting four and a half points. Jake, what's your take?
1: See I am just barely leaning Kansas here. Like it's it's a hard choice. Uh Iowa State's a very good team, but they struggle offensively. And a lot of times they get too dependent on Brockington and everybody just stands around and watches and they turn the ball over like one out of every five possessions. So it's, it's going to be tough, but they're an incredible defensive team. And Kansas has struggled with um, teams that are in the top 50 in defici- defensive efficiency. Like their last four have all been against those teams. They won three of them by three and then got drilled by Kentucky. So it's going to be tough for Kansas the way Iowa State plays the plays and forces turnovers, especially at home. But I think Ibaje is – is the difference. I don't think I think he's gonna come out angry after that performance against Kentucky. I think the whole team's gonna respond well. And I think they win by like I think it'll be under ten. I think it's like seven ish point game. But I'm leaning Kansas, but buyer beware there.
0: All right. all right. Uh, Also, at that same time slot, we have South Carolina at Mississippi State. It's a B pick for me on Mississippi State. Minus eight. The model thinks it should be minus 10. Uh, Jake, I'd love seven. Personally, seven is such a key number in basketball. Obviously, not as much in football, but it is is still a key number. That's where a lot of teams stop fouling. I'd love seven. I still like eight. I think that's the right side to be on. I think it's kind of as simple as that. Mississippi State's the better team. They should win handily. Jake, what's your take?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, Mississippi State's a much better team. Um, South Carolina, I love Frank Martin as a coach, and just just as tough and hard-nosed as he is, his team plays that way. But this Mississippi State team is really good and just outmatches South Carolina at, at every position. They rebound off like offensively incredible, and then South Carolina can't rebound that well. So they give up almost ten or a little over ten offensive rebounds a game, which. Is going to lead to them getting drilled here with garrison brooks and dj jeffries and the rest of the big guys that mississippi state has and then iverson Molinar is just an incredible guard really had no clue about him coming into the year and i've watched the ssc quite a bit i just had really never paid attention to to this guy and he's been an incredible run this year
0: Yeah, and like you said, you can't give the other team that many free possessions, giving up that many offensive rebounds, especially on the road against a team that's better than you. Uh, It could lead to an ugly night there. The SEC matchup of the night, Alabama at Auburn, uh, that's a later tip, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, Auburn is a seven-point favorite. I'm going back to the well, though. Here, I'm going under the 155 and a half for a B pick. The model thinks it should be 153 and a half. The key here is we're betting the number, right? Obviously, Alabama plays high-scoring games. It's just there. There has to be a number where you would take the under. If if you're if you're an over better, there has to be a number where you take. Um, the under. I just think this one's too high. Um, It's mostly worked for us taking these Alabama unders. It doesn't always work. That's the the point here, right? We're not trying to get rich overnight. There's no locks, right? We're trying to slow and steady increase our bankroll. On the whole, these unders have worked well. I think the number still hasn't caught up to the fact that Alabama just goes on too many cold stretches. Um, I think you know the last game, obviously, Against Baylor, that one went over. And so I think that, you know, still leaves a little bit of a bad taste in our mouths. But, uh, you know, that was a non conference game. It's a situation where, as we talked about with Baylor earlier, not looking as solid defensively, especially from the guard play, letting things get a little bit. Haywire there on the defensive end. I don't think you'll see that from Auburn. This to me feels kind of similar to the Auburn Kentucky game that we just saw a couple of weeks ago. Auburn won that game about 80 to 70, and that seems about where we're heading here. Auburn at home, the better team should have a nice solid victory in that 80 to 70 mark around 150 points. Seems about where this game lands, in my opinion. Jake, what's your play on this one?
1: I am. I'm, I'm on Auburn. I like the under. But it's it's a little scary to me the way these teams can shoot if they get hot. But I don't think it's – I think the under is a relatively safe play. But um, I really like Auburn to cover this number. They, they're they just so good at home. They, they're they 10-1 against the spread at home. They take care of the ball. They've got Jabari Smith, who's potentially the number one pick coming up at 6'10", that there's not a matchup that Alabama has for him, and then – if Walker Kessler learns not to swipe at everything um, and get in foul trouble and play five minutes against Bama like he did at Bama, hes they've got an incredible size advantage with probably the best shot blocker in the SEC going. And Alabama is, comes to play against really good teams. Like the last game was fairly close for most of the game, and then they obviously they beat Baylor, they beat Gonzaga, and they beat Houston. But at some point the playing pulled, the pulled level of – Yeah. Yeah. Um, like playing at, to the level of your competition is going to catch up to you and you're not going to be able to hit the gas hard enough or whatever you need to do to stay with them. And it's just going to get out of hand. Um And I think Alabama turns the ball over too much. It doesn't hit enough free throws to keep this under 10. I think Auburn wins 10 to 15 range.
0: Yep, yep, that makes sense. And then the game that everyone will be watching tonight – Texas at Texas Tech, the return of Chris Beard to Lubbock, 8 p.m. Central Tech. It's a five-point favorite with a very low total. Look, I wanted to like this under. Uh, This game, it feels just from a – I've seen a lot of these two teams. This feels like a game that – probably finishes like fifty-one forty-nine, something super ugly right you know fifty-one forty-four or something some depending on which side you think will, will cover some just awful score but that number is just so low i have i have no no pick for you here on this one i, I can't um really endorse either side i think the numbers are both right but i i, I jake i want to turn it over to you and just get you know let you give your analysis on this one i'll be glued to my tv personally uh i, I don't know yeah. which way to go what do you think I,
1: I can't wait to watch this game. It's gonna be an incredible, incredible battle and but not from the offensive standpoint. This right. is <laughs> Texas Tech is turning this into a freaking event with yeah. Yeah, the atmosphere should be fire and like, like all <laughs> yep. sorts of stuff. Like that I don't know his connection to the university other than they wanted somebody exciting there. Like that, yeah. that's gonna be fun. The place should be rocking. There's nothing else to do in Lubbock, Texas. So it should be just an incredible atmosphere. A late, a late start. Those
0: the people will be rowdy yeah. if you, if you're reading between the lines. There, they will be rowdy by yeah. that time of night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Digging into these numbers, it was kind of wild. Texas, like everybody talks about Texas Tech's defense and how great it is and all this. Texas actually ranks better on the whole, um, like just yep. by a couple spots and a couple percentage points. But that was very surprising to me. But when Texas goes on the road, they don't travel well. They are very bad on the road. That the top uh, top 10 defensive efficiency they have drops down to like 175 when they travel wow. um, yeah it was very desperate and then like, they turn the ball over a little too much and texas tech forces tons of turnovers uh, especially at home i think it's at 18 a game and that's ridiculous um, and texas tech's offense just can't get going when they're all healthy like shannon jr he's questionable tonight um, but the key guy to watch in the key matchup is I'm not sure who if it's gonna be Timmy Allen or Andrew Jones or a mix of the two against Kevin McCullough because Kevin McCullough is the like is the driver of this car for the Texas Tech offense. He leads and assists, rebounds, and steals. Like he's he just does a little bit of everything to get everybody going. And I think that's enough to go with like to get Texas Tech over the edge the home court advantage plus the amount of turnovers they'll force. We'll get them just enough. And, I mean, I would like to say I'd like to play the under in this, but, man, that's so low it would be. It's so low. That's, 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 yeah. that's one stretch of four minutes where somebody hits a few threes, like yeah. like we saw against Kansas for Texas Tech or, or something like that, and then all of a sudden you, your you're under's blown.
0: Yep. Yep. It's one of those things where it's like I don't – uh, I, I would never advise playing the... I, you you can't... We talked about this with the last game, right? You almost can't make this total low enough, right? Like, what's the number where you'd have to take... Where you feel confident taking the over? I mean, it's 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 hard to think of a number because these de- these defenses yeah, are so great. Yeah. And the offenses, both of these offenses have stretches where they just completely disappear. And so, mm-hmm. you're going to get multiple stretches, multiple TV timeout to TV timeout stretches, I feel like, of, like, six points combined or something like that. Would not surprise me at all in this game, Um it should what, be a fascinating.
1: Was, was, was it the Beth and Cookman game that Beth and Cookman last night? Yeah. yeah. Two, two to sad. one at the first TV timeout. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: how is that even yeah. possible? Yeah. <laughs> Which that leads us into our buzzer beaters here, your exclusive pod content. Um, I only have 2 apex A-picks of the day. I am not gonna make either one of them the A plus pick of the day, so no A plus play for me today. We've already talked about one of my A picks. Uh, I will tell you the other one is the n- uh, Northwestern minus four and a half. I think that's the right number for them. I just am not going to put that in the A plus column. It's, it's an A, not an A plus for me, simply because we've talked about Northwestern a lot here. They just can't seem to win these close games and, and this is the spot for them to do it at home against the Rough Rutgers team, but I, I'm sticking with an A grade for Northwestern, not an A plus grade. <laughs> I've got the best <laughs> B side of the day, Duquesne plus eight, that's a 6 p.m. Central tip at home versus Richmond. I just think that's too many points at home For Duquesne, I like them getting eight there. That's my best B-side. And then every dog has its day at 6 p.m. I'm taking Providence on the money line, plus 140 to get the road win at St. John's. I like usually taking these short dogs at home. This one's a road one, but I think that Providence has been just a fantastic team. We've talked about them a little bit here, that the number has just really struggled to catch up with them. They're playing really well, and I like them to keep that rolling and get the win here at St. John's. Those are my two buzzer beaters. Jake, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, that Providence line makes no sense to me. That the, You're talking about a team that's really running through the Big East and is doing very well. I mean, I know they're at the top of the luck ratings, but I don't get where the St. John's number came from. Yeah. But my my buzzer my buzzer beaters, I like Bowling Green tonight. I don't think Central Michigan's got enough defense in them to stop this Bowling Green team. And I like Fresno State to cover <laughs> against San Jose State. I, I really – fade San Jose State at all possible opportunities. And Orlando Robinson is just an incredible player. He went for 31 and 12 last time against San Jose State. So I expect about the same kind of performance from him and an easy cover.
0: All right, and that is all we've got for you today. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. Again, we will get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. And again, we're going to do that live Q&A episode on Saturday morning. Uh, That'll be at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. We'll just go through our regular show, and then at the end, we'll answer any questions that anyone wants to throw at us on any game. There will be over 100 of them. We'll see you tomorrow, and until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.